Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Friday, October 30th. S&P futures are trading down about 45 points. That's about 1.3%. NASDAQ futures are down more. They're off about 210 points. That is 1.8%. Europe opened uh, in the red, saw some selling. It's it's now crawling back. Um, it's attempting to a close a flat line. So Europe is trading definitely better than U.S. futures, although just keep in mind the European indices are on track to finish this week down about 6 to 7%. So still, um, you know, still very weak over the, uh, still very heavy selling over the course of the last week in Europe. Uh, Asia traded down across the board, um, off about one to one and a half percent for the major indices there. So a few moving pieces this morning. I think from the perspective of U.S. equities, tech earnings last night um, is a big area of focus. You know, there's a lot being written about how tech earnings disappointed, um, and you can certainly um, pick out areas of the releases that under that underwhelmed expectations. Um, but from a fundamental point of view, there's absolutely nothing wrong with tech companies. Supercap tech continues to perform extraordinarily well fundamentally, very strong sales gains, very strong expense controls, enormous profitability, et cetera. It didn't help keep in mind that these names surged during Thursday session into the reports. So the bar was very high for them. Um, but you know, nevertheless, there were some areas that underwhelmed. So Apple's iPhone revenue in particular fell about a billion dollars short of expectations. Um, not terribly surprising, just given that you typically will see a slowdown in sales ahead of a major product launch, which we just had with the iPhone 12. Um, but nevertheless, you know, the iPhone was especially soft in the September quarter. Um, and Apple still is not providing specific guidance, citing uh, the uncertain environment. Amazon's December quarter operating income guidance fell short of expectations. It includes a ton of COVID-related expenses. Um, so you know one can strip those out if they want to consider that a one-time item or not. Um, but again, fundamentally in the September quarter, um, it, it was very solid print from Amazon. But again, it's just the bar was very high. Facebook had extraordinarily strong September quarter as well, um, as they typically seem to do. They talked down um, expectations going forward. So they spoke about revenue headwinds in 2021. And they also set a signal that they would be spending more money in 2021 in terms of uh, OPEX and CAPEX. Um, Google was the big upside standout of the evening. And a big part of that was just because expectations for Google were the lowest of the major tech companies. Um, so very healthy top line trends at Google. And then probably even more impressive were the expense controls at Google. So very, very solid print. And then again, from a positioning sentiment perspective, they had the lowest bar, which is certainly helping them trade well. Um, that is being cited again for the uh, for the selling in, in U.S. futures. As far as if this is a macro issue or not, again, I don't think anyone can look at the earnings last night in tech um, and and become more negative at, about the macro landscape. Um, clearly, these names dominate the index from a technical perspective. Just the weighting. So when investors sell them, you're going to see um, you know the broader markets sell lower. But again, uh, fundamentally, it was all very strong as far as tech earnings are concerned. Um, in terms of the big macro issues, it's very much more of the same. So you had all the Q3 GDP releases from Europe this morning. All of them were better than expected, similar to the US yesterday. Um, but again, you're not seeing investors really celebrate these Q3 upside either on GDP or in corporate earnings, just given that there's a ton of anxiety that the latest surge in COVID... Um, and it is, you know, COVID continues to surge both in Europe and the US, along with the COVID mitigation steps are going to weigh on growth earnings in Q4 and beyond, um, which is why, again, you're not seeing, you're seeing very solid Q3 results for the September end quarter. But um, again, investors consider that to be backward looking. And we're in a, the, the view is that we're in an entirely new phase now um, of the pandemic with this kind of whichever wave you want to call it. 
um, going forward and, and the concern that it's going to hurt growth this quarter and then into 2021. Uh, as far as stimulus items are concerned. So again, clearly we're not getting any fiscal stimulus before the election. The relationship between Pelosi and Mnuchin, which had been probably um, the best as far as Republican, uh, Democrat, the two major principles, that frayed yesterday in the press. Um, I still think though that once the election is out of the way, regardless of the outcome, um, you're going to see Washington, I think, act during the lame duck session on fiscal stimulus, perhaps not an enormous bill, but certainly um, begin to pass some things on a piecemeal basis. The politics of passing stimulus become infinitely less complicated once the election is out of the way. Um, as far as the election is concerned, you know, again, Biden is clearly the front runner. I know there's a lot of analysis about the polls and the polls are wrong and there's hidden Trump voters, et cetera. This race is a lot different than it was in 2016. Just the nature of the polls, the trends of the polls. Biden's lead is much larger and much more durable so there could be a collapse in the next 72 hours um, in his polling readings. But again, you've already seen about 80 million plus ballots cast already. Um, it's going to be historic election from a turnout perspective, um, at least the highest turnout level in probably 100 plus years. So a lot of the election is already over out of the way. That's it, but, you know, my point. Um, again, so I, Biden is, is clearly on track to win this race. The Senate remains a lot closer um, Democrats have an edge just given that, um, you know, Biden's momentum should translate down ballot and they're just Democrats are defending a lot fewer seats than the Republicans are, but it's still much closer on the Senate front than on the, on the presidential front, whoever gets the majority in the Senate, um, it's going to be very, very small. I think that's safe to say, um, in terms of COVID, again, nothing all that incremental. You know, the big news this week on the COVID front was just the mitigation actions put in place by Spain, Italy, Germany, France. France being uh, the most draconian. The others are still kind of more targeted surgical in their approaches. Um, but those are all in place now. And then and we'll have to see if that translates into, um, you know, a reduction in the transmission figures over the coming days. The U.S. numbers are still exploding higher. You are not seeing in the U.S., um, any real talk of, of draconian uh, mitigation actions. Remember, it's very much a local decision in the U.S., so we'll have to see if any of the governors start to take aggressive action. I don't think you're going to see anyone take that action before the election. After the election, it could be a different story. Um, but again, the, the talk of mitigation in the U.S. is certainly not as vocal as it is in Europe. Um, already went through the economic data. Again, you know, very solid key through GDP, GDP reports, but investors consider that to be stale at this point in time. Um, and that is essentially everything for today. Uh, like I said, you're seeing, you know, you're seeing the indices rallying out off the lows. Um, you know, I think the overnight narrative of, of tech earnings being bad, um, I think that that rings a little hollow. So, you know, like I said, Europe is kind of back to flat and U.S. futures are rebounding off of their, um, you know, earlier, earlier lows. For the session today on Friday, it's just going to be more earnings. So we're now essentially nearly done with the Q3 season as far as the major reports are concerned. You have a couple of big ones this morning, uh, Chevron, Honeywell, Exxon, and a couple of others. Um, you still have kind of Disney, which is the unofficial end of the calendar Q3 earnings season. Um, they come out in uh, not, not just coming week to week after that, but we're clearly past the peak of, of uh, Q3 earnings. Um, and again, just like with GDP numbers, statistically, is a very, very strong season. Um, but you know, I think investors are now, uh, you know, looking just at the forward environment. 
So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.